head hit the shot from half court. MVP of all sports, coach put me in the game. You know I'm the truth born to feel bad. Competition, know the deal, coach put me in the game. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Stallion English Show featuring Coach Kurtz. I'm your man, Coach English, and we in here with Coach Kurtz and Coach Staley. I know we uh, took a little time off, but it's the height of the live season, live period, um, and Coach Staley as well as myself are kind of really, really busy right now, but as always, our listeners are important to us, so we're trying to get you this show in today, right before we hit the road again for another long weekend. Um, and Coach Kurtz uh, has been on the road himself and taking care of a bunch of different things like the strength and speed um, competition he had last weekend. And we'll have everybody kind of updated on everything. So here we go. Coach Staley, as usual, how was your week, brother? Man, coming from a very busy weekend, like you said. Um, first and foremost, God is good, like always. Um, just getting off the road from Raleigh, we were down at the deep south weekend. Um, as most, if, if you guys don't know, I coach a um, travel team girls basketball team, and um, we were down in the deep south. We had a solid showing. Um, a couple of kids um, got um, picked up some offers and reassured some offers, and um, excited about that. I coach with the South Carolina Future. Shout out to those young ladies that I coach, and they did a tremendous job of grinding this weekend. Um, so that was pretty exciting. Um, Lena went to Lena went to the doctor the other day, and we found out that the baby's due any day now. So we were looking at a May twenty second um, due date, but right now it looks like the baby will be due any day. So everyone's standing alarm right now, trying our best to be ready when little Leo is ready to come into this world. So we're praying for um, a healthy mom and a healthy baby. And, We'll go from there. How things going with you, Brother Kurtz? Yeah, things are good, and uh, congrats to you and uh, Lena for sure as to getting ready to welcome uh, another baby boy. I must start calling you uh, the maker of men. I mean, three straight, <laughs> and all that guy does, the maker of men, Coach Stanley. But uh, that's awesome. Congrats to you and the whole family for sure. Um, but things are good with me. I, obviously, uh, we're getting down to the, the last month of uh, school, and so I mean, that's always a hectic time, and it's also a, a cool time to, to reflect as you see some of uh, these, these kids and young adults, young men, young women, and young athletes that are getting ready to graduate and go on and move on to the next chapter. So it's, uh, it's a time to... Uh, to definitely reflect and awesome to see that how, how a lot of these kids have grown in the last four or five years, six years, if you've known them since middle school, um, since you've known them. So, I mean, I just, actually just just leaving the uh, our senior awards banquet, so I mean, it was cool to see all of the awards and all the accomplishments they got, and uh, definitely a time uh, to think back. I got all the fond memories for that for sure, and uh, like Coach 
school, high school students, strength, high school female students strengthened this past weekend at AC Florida. And it was awesome to see. We had about 60 girls from all around the state come out and compete. Um, awesome to see those girls really uh, embrace being strong and not just think just because you're a female that you shouldn't be strong. And so all the girls that came out and competed did a great job. We had two girls from AC Florida. Definitely want to give a shout out. That our state champions, Kira Jackson and Jerry Delgado, were state champions from eighth floor. So, shout out to all the girls that competed for sure. Man, and, and shout out to you, Coach Kurtz, for having two state champions in the girls' strength meet. Um, I think that's pretty huge. You know, that's yeah. just another piece of the uh, evidence that what you do works and what you do, it, it, it just constantly produces results. So, um, Shout out to them, man, because, you know, numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. But, um, Coach E, man, what are we going to get into today, brother? Um, yeah, we about to get started. Uh, as always, we tell you at the end of the show, um, if you want to join the conversation, if you have any comments, any shows, show ideas, go ahead and email them to us. And so, what we ended up getting was a... Wait, before I get into that, I want to give you guys a quick shout out. And I know, you know, I know people get tired of me talking about the job you guys go do over there because you do you guys do a great job. I happen to be uh, working at the Phenom Hoop Report um, open uh, live period uh, tournament up in uh, Green uh, Greenville and Spartanburg uh, last weekend with my man CL Butler um, from Six Man Sports. And uh, let me tell you, Daniel Finney posterized a kid. Posterized. I listen, y'all. Y'all are doing something special over there. Cause that kid, I don't know what he was thinking when he jumped with Daniel, but Daniel, Daniel, make him pay for it. That boy paid for jumping, and uh, he he almost shut down the gym with that one. So, shouts out to you guys for the job you continuously do. And then I was amazed to see the next morning, you know, you guys were right back in the lab working right after the live period where most people took days off. So. Shots yeah, well, I mean, yeah, well, we we definitely can't take uh can't take all the credit for that. Daniel Finney is, I mean, that dude, oh, he's unbelievable special. kid, unbelievable work ethic, and uh, you got go check out uh go check out my Twitter or Coach Daly's Twitter, and uh, you can check out you can see uh, the newest posterized dunk from uh, Daniel Finney this afternoon. He uh, he put on a show this afternoon. Dunking uh, <laughs> out one of our football offensive linemen. Shout out to Dex Game for volunteering to try and go up and dunk Daniel. They're trying to go up and block Daniel's dunk. Uh, but I mean, it was it, it's awesome to watch. And uh, and I, I put out a tweet where um, people are always asking us. I mean, where how are your athletes so so explosive, so athletic? And I mean. It's uh, it's definitely we got some kids with some great genetics, but we got uh, these kids are bought into developing themselves year round on uh, skill wise and strength and athletic wise. And I mean, it's like we've talked about on previous shows. It's easy, it's easy to work out for eight weeks before the basketball season starts, but it's not easy to work out all year round during basketball season when you're sore, when you're tired. It's not easy to work out on the Monday after you just came back from the first open open period for AAU and 
Daniel Finney is the guy that uh, he don't miss a workout. He don't ask for an easier workout. He don't cheat his reps. He don't cheat his sets. He, uh, he's bought in. And so, I mean, what he's doing and those athletic posterized dunks that he's putting up, I mean, that's a testament to his hard work for sure. Yeah, I mean, I had a... He's an unbelievable grinder, man. Unbelievable person. Comes from a great family. And um, go watch that thing on Twitter and, 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 and Instagram today. It's actually pretty. It's pretty hilarious because <laughs> I, had, I had to like blank out the um the sound because the guys in the background are pretty ridiculous with their mouth at times. But the uh, well, I like what you did, Coach. And I like what you like. You you put together a whole like a whole timeline of what he did leading up to the dunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he took his shirt off. He did a little R&B move. And he had on a pair of skinny leg shorts. And um, <laughs> he went up. And, like, I'm talking about no warm-up. No warm-up and putting on this dude's head. I mean, Zach didn't really stand a chance. I really don't know what Zach was thinking. I think it was just a male testosterone thing every now and, every now and then. The animal in the jungle feels like he's the most dominant animal, so he has to fight for it. And maybe that's what Zach was going through. But <laughs> Zach will be forever remembered for that. And from now on, oh, forever. Zach was doing because I mean, I was in the gym when it happened, and after after it happened, Zach's like, "All right, my turn. Let me try to dunk on you." And so and Zach. I mean, Zach, he's a big kid, but he can't dunk. He's like 6'4", 275 pounds. And so he comes in and tries to dunk on Daniel. And Daniel just goes up and blocks that thing with two hands and just takes the ball from him like he's a little kid. And it's like, what are you doing, Zach? Like, stop. Just, <laughs> just stop. I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea what, what Zach was doing, man. But, you know, Zach's a phenomenal kid. But Daniel's his daddy at least for the next 15 years. So, <laughs> it's nothing, nothing he can really do about Yeah, that. I mean, that's a 10-year high school reunion. Jack's got to go, hey, what's up, daddy? Yeah, he's got to say, daddy. He's like, hey, daddy's been like, what up? He's like, hey, daddy. Oh, my dad, hey, daddy. So it, it's bad, man. But Cody, you get us Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. This email comes from Arthur Overton. Um... He says, good morning, coaches. I'm a big fan of the podcast and would like to hear your opinions on parents reclassifying their kids down a grade or two for sports purposes. My son plays on an elite level travel basketball team, and we started hearing about this last year when we began playing a national type schedule. We saw a team that had two sixth graders dunking in games and the rumors started flying, LOL. He says, thanks, Art Overton. Can't wait to hear your response. Um, thank you, Arthur, for submitting the email. And that is our topic for the t- today, which is reclassifying kids for sports purposes. Um, I'm going to throw it in your court, Josh. I have my personal opinions, and I've had some conversations with some people about it. Uh, we're going to start with you first. What do you think? All right, so I joke all the time about reclassing my son and um, you know both of my sons play sports uh, of course they play basketball they play football also and um, talent just I, I, I'm, I'm just confused about it talent is, is exceptionally good in soccer 
I still don't know where that came from. I can't take any credit for that. But, the green um, beans, man. The green beans, man. You got to bring them on over to the green beans. It's the green beans. Uh, the green beans. I'm going to have to be his handler. Y'all going to have to pay me something again, my <laughs> But um, it's funny, though, because I think with reclassing, there are pros and cons. And I do think, I do think it's a very... I don't want to say I don't want to say sensitive, but it, it's a it's a it's a it's an element that has to be calculated very well. I will put it like that. It's it's a it has it's an element that has to be well calculated. You can't just say I'm a reclass just to try to dominate the sport. Can you get you a good job of reclass um, of, of calculating the entire situation? Um, I won't get into all the pros and cons right now but I do think like for instance I think one of the one of the pros could be if your kid is a slow mature like they have an extremely late birthday okay and, and they feel like he's in the he's in the seventh grade and he's 11 years old and he doesn't turn 12 until like um, anywhere between December and March okay um, so that means he's a late mature. So, so not um, reclassing might benefit that kid because he 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 has an extremely late birthday in in, in the school year, and he's starting every year out uh, 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 basically an age get an age down, and then turns that age later on in the, in the year. So if he's a late mature, um, maybe if. Both of the parents are big, and listen to this, this is what I'm talking about with the well calculated part. Let's say both of your parents are big, and the child growth spurt is extremely late. Maybe maybe reclassing benefits, benefits the child then. Um, if they're academically behind, like they're missing some fundamental academic um, tools, um, reclassing might be benefit the child then. And then there's also cons. You have where you reclass the kid. So like if you reclass, you, you're, you're expecting him to be one of the best players in the class, if not the best. Let's say you reclass him, and, and heck, they're still not the best player. You know, that 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 can be a huge con of what's going on. They reclass, and they're still not the best player. Um, There's going to be negative feedback. And as a parent, can you handle the negative feedback that comes with um, reclassing a player. Your success might not be real. The only reason you might be dominating at the time is because you're playing against younger players. So you have to be careful with that because there's a such thing as, as, as false success. And then I have one thing written down, but the last thing I kind of want to touch on that, might, that, that I feel is a cause is like priority. Like what are your priorities? Like we all like I'm a, I'm I'm a coach. I'm extremely competitive, and both of my sons are extremely competitive. I don't think little Leo has a chance. He's probably going to be extremely competitive, also just from the household that he's growing up in. But what are your priorities? Like most parents would say, well, grades first, academics first. But are you really living by that? Because if you're reclassing the kid for sport purposes, obviously academics aren't the most um, important thing in the household. And a lot of times, one of the biggest cons to 
is like your child probably has to reclass that they are very good because of lack of work ethic. You know, usually when you're grinding and you're putting in the time and you're busting your tail, the results are show. I put in two of my freshmen today. They, you know, they had to get up a bunch of shots. They're about to hit the live period again. So I had them all getting in some shots today to try to try to get ready for for this weekend. And they were going through the motions. Um, actually, Coach Hurst, you were in there, and I'm watching them go through the motions. So when we got went to the weight room, Coach, I, I pulled both of them to the side. I was like, hey, you know, I pulled up Steph Perry um, um, shot chart. It shoots about 2,000 shots a week. It makes about 250 a day. This is the best shooter in the NBA. And he takes his shooting serious every day. You can't even take this shooting serious today and you say you want to play college basketball. Well, you won't have to reclass and do some of these things if you're grinding, if you're putting in the time. I won't say I'm on the fence with it, but I do understand if it's well calculated, I do I do understand why you would reclass. But there are pros and there are cons. Um, I'm gonna let you guys go a little bit. What are your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I like what you said. Uh, what are your priorities for reclassing? So, if it's just purely athletic, I mean, I don't think that is, that's where you should be. But, as far as, I think the pros of being older than the majority of kids in your grade are unbelievable. And I don't have any kids I'm hopefully going to have at least one here in the next uh, in the next year, year and a half. Obviously, you guys have kids, and I'm going to say right now, my kid is going to be one of the oldest kids in his grade, I'm, and he's going to start out being one of the oldest kids in, in the grade because. I feel the benefits far outweigh the cons of being the oldest kid in your grade. You're going to be bigger than the majority of the kids. You're going to be more developed than the majority of the kids, more athletic. You're going to be more developed mentally wise. So you're going to be one of the smarter kids in your grade. You're going to be, because you are more developed at developed athletically, more developed mentally, more developed bigger, you are going to be naturally more looked up to by your peers and they're going to, you're going to be a leader to your peers and you're going to have to develop those leadership uh, skills because you are going to be looked up to as a leader um, and I mean I think as far as where, like you said Coach Daly, where are your priorities, as far as the priorities of setting your kid up to be a success in life, I think being older in your grade is very, very, very advantageous because of all those things. You're you're gonna not you're gonna be bigger, you're gonna be hope in the very beginning at least you're gonna be smarter, you're gonna be more athletic and that's gonna help set you up for developing leadership skills and communication skills and, and and skills that are going to be able to translate with you for any job or anything that you do for the rest of your life. Um, 
as far as if, 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 we're, if we're determining reclassing say hey my kid's a 7th grader or 8th grader or 5th grader and I'm just going to reclass him now just so he's better at sports I don't know I, I don't I'm on the fence of the data again you got to decide where your priorities are but I think for sure the older you are at, at the young age is gonna it's gonna be very advantageous to you because um, I mean right now at my age right now I'm not always 100 100% sure what I want to do in life I know 100 percent when I graduated high school at 17 years old, I didn't have a clue at what I wanted to do in college or I mean clue what I wanted to major in. Um, so I don't see any reason why being a year older is going to be, it should be looked at as a something that is not, being a year older is definitely a more of a pro than a con. Um, and if you look at the majority of the high level, just say basketball recruits, they are older for their grade. Honestly, I mean, I see a lot of these kids from Oak Hill, from Oak Hill. The majority of the kids that are at Oak Hill, the top 30, top 40 recruits in the country, they are all at the at the older level, at the older spectrum of their grade, hold up um, the top three players in the country. Cam Reddish turned 18 in September 1st of this year, so he'll be turning 19. So he was 18 his entire senior year. He's one of the one of the older kids in his grade. Um, Zion. Zion actually is the young one. Zion's just a free Zion. He's turning 18 this year. And then RJ Barrett, they made a big deal made about him. Where he reclassed, where he reclassed, and so he reclassed the grade up, but potentially would be young, but he actually was the correct age to graduate this year, so in the class they made him basically the same age as all the kids that are graduating this year. So, um, so again, I mean, the majority of high-level recruits they are on the older spectrum, depending on whether their birthday uh, falls in the academic year. But I think, as far as like you said, Coach Taylor, looking at it from where are your priorities, I think being older. Starting your kids off later in school is extremely advantageous from all aspects, from academic, from athletic, and from leadership. I like, I like it. Um, before I say what I got to say, what you got, Coachy? Um, now I've had a number of different conversations since knowing that this was going to be the topic, and um, because I was kind of on the side of, well, it depends on. If you want to do that fifth year, let's say you into that into your fourth year and your offers and stuff aren't shaking out the way you want it to be. You're a little bit younger. Um, like I had a kid 
Um, shout out to my boy Karan, just signed on Tuesday with East Georgia State. Um, he, he just turned 17 in September, and he flirted around with the whole reclassing deal. Um, for him, that might have been advantageous, you know what I mean? Um, to do another year and then raise his stock a little bit. Um, uh, uh, so I think on the back end, if stuff isn't looking right for you and you feel like another year will help you, you're not quite developed, you're a little bit younger than everybody else, and to help with that competitive um, advantage to kind of get to the next level. If that's what you want to do, I was kind of okay with that. Um, and then Micah brought up a good point. Maybe, you know, starting your kid a little bit later, early on. Um, such a kid is the older, um, is one of the older ones uh, in the class, um, you know, as they go forward. Um, my issue was the in-between, the, well, I'm going to hold my kid back in the fourth grade just for the purposes of, or I'm going to hold my kid back. I, I, I know a person who, who took, and I'm going to step on a little bit of toes here, who was like, yo, if my kid can't, my kid's in the seventh grade, and if he can't transfer and still be in the seventh grade next year, I'm going to take him somewhere where he can be in the seventh grade so that he can get that advantage. You know, and, and so now, He's a stud as an eighth grader, but he should be a ninth grader. And as a ninth grader, he'd be a okay, pretty good ninth grader. But as an eighth grader, when they say, yo, this is an eighth grader, he's a stud, you know. And so I was kind of in between. And then I had a talk with uh, C.L. Butler, who I had an opportunity to spend some good time with this weekend. And uh, he was like, well, if you look back on history, it's always been done. He was like, some of the better players are kids who were reclassed somewhere in between. Uh, he brought up names like Jason Kidd, Shane Battier, um, uh, 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 Chris Weber, um, were, were, were players that were all reclassed for the purposes of. And, you know, when you think about it like that, and then you think of, well, when in Rome, do as the Romans, because that's that's. That is what is prevalent right now. Is it right for you to do? And me personally, I think it falls completely on the parent. Um, and what, like you said, Josh, what do they value or, or, or what are their priorities? You know, I think that if your kid's in the second grade and by the end of the second grade, they're not testing on second grade reading level, then yeah, if that's the purpose you want to hold your kid back, that's one. Um, Mike, I agree with you on the on on the in the point like I said earlier of maybe I'm gonna start my kid a little bit later because then they would have that um little bit bigger and and a little bit older so a little bit more mature possibly um that that might be advantageous to them um and just like my point earlier where at the end of their high school you know coming up to the end of their high school career and things aren't quite looking quite right you know possibly doing it then um, that would be something that would be advantageous to the kid because now it's a kid that might be on the cusp of, hey, I could be a higher D1 or I could stay on this mid-major or I could be lower, you know, double A or whatever. You know, now I could, uh, 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 it, it's pretty much I could move up or stay where I am. It's just a matter of what does my family want me to do. Um, I kind of feel what I thought initially coming into wanting to do this show it has changed over the time between we got between the time we got the email 
the conversations I had and then listening to you guys talk. Like Micah, I'm kind of still on the fence about certain things like in the middle when you do it just for the purposes of. But what I've realized is some people do these things because there's other reasons why they do it. And one other thing, I had the opportunity, like I said, I worked the Phenom Hoop Report, which was a great, they had a great uh, um, thing live. They had a great tournament last weekend. Um, very well run, very organized. Those guys did a good job. But um, uh, there was a team there who had all 15-year-olds, all of them. And you're playing against kids, and, and it was a eighth-grade bracket. But you saw the physical difference in, in, in the team. And, I mean, they were beating people to sleep. I mean, and I think that when you do that, kind of, sort of, the other teams that are 14 and 13 years old, they know they should know what they're getting into with the scope of and, and the way athletics is kind of going today, especially with AAU bat with grassroots. I won't say AAU, but with grassroots basketball going the way it is, you kind of got to expect those things. So you got to prepare for it. But I mean, they were beating people to sleep. Like you're talking about kids who walked in the gym, nobody's shorter than six foot one in the eighth grade, and another team ain't nobody taller than six foot. And well, let me let me ask you guys this. I mean, because. I, I mean, I don't know AAU as much as you guys do. Because, obviously, at that age, at any any adolescent age, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, um, there's a big difference in, in, in how they're developed. Yeah. They should, when they're playing AAU, and I thought that's how it was, I mean, it should be according to... They should be playing their on their AAU team according to their age, not according to their grade. So that wouldn't make any difference in where they are at as far as reclassing. Is that not true? Well, let me let me say this. Yeah, say, yeah, they have some tournaments. They have some tournaments that do that, where they go fourteen U. They have two different things. They have fourteen U, and then they have eighth grade. But here's the problem: the majority. Of the tournaments, the majority of them that you go to, especially during live period, don't have that separation. They just have 14U or eighth grade. And so, if it's just 14U, it'll be underneath the eighth eighth grade thing. So the kids will go, okay, well, I'm in the eighth grade, and they'll turn in the the, the information for them being in the eighth grade. But they, well, do- I know the tournament. The tournament I just went to. The tournament like we just did the deep south. Yeah. So we, you, if you're having an 11th grade team, you can either play 16U or 17U. Well, we weren't allowed to play 16U because we had too many girls on our team that were 17 already. Yeah, I agree. So, 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 so with my experience, how it works is it goes on the age group. Like, yeah. um, Cal played fourth grade, but. If if, if 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 it's too many kids on their own, um, like like they call it, they call it um nine youth, nine and under. Well, if it's too many ten 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 year olds on the team, that that team can't play in a nine and under. But from my experience with the um, deep south this past weekend with the South Carolina Future, we had to play seventeen youth because we had too many kids that were already seventeen, even though they were in the eleventh grade. But um. To kind of talk about what we're what we're discussing as far as reclassing, 
I think one of the biggest things I said earlier that you guys need to be aware of is calculating this element. Okay? One of the biggest things is, is your priorities. Like, what do you prioritize? Yeah. Um, then the second thing, I think, is work ethic. Because you can reclass all you want. If you're not busting your tail to get better, all you are is an older dude in a, in a younger grade. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I, I reclassed um, not reclass, but I calculated my situation very, very careful with my wife. I love my wife to death. But I'm going to tell you guys a secret. All of my childs were conceived at a time where I knew that when they started school, they would either be the current age they were supposed to be or an age ahead during the school year. I never wanted them to be born where they would be younger than the age they were supposed to be in that current grade while the school year started. What do you mean, Coach? Okay, let me explain to you. My oldest son, Talon, is 10 years old. He was 9 when he started the fourth grade. But he turns 10 while he's in the fourth grade, okay, in December. So when he starts the fifth grade, he's already a well-pleasant and mature 10-year-old. So he, so he will be turning 18 in December of his junior year. No, he will turn 18 um, December of his junior year. Junior year. Oh, he's old. Right, of his, of his junior year. Because I like it. I am all about that. All of that comes in calculation because I want him to be successful academically. I want him to be successful Yeah. Okay. Because he's not, he's not taking, he or she is not taking it serious. 
And it, 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 the game is only going to get more competitive. It's only going to get more serious. So it's going to be imperative that you calculate every step and work as hard and as smart as you possibly can. Because if you don't, you're going to get left behind. But it's bigger than basketball. That's just life, period. Apple isn't going to hire an engineer that's still trying to figure out Microsoft Word. They want people who know how to create create Microsoft Word. You know, so it's going to be imperative that you really think about what it's going to take for your child to be successful. And and like I said, like academics are huge in our house. But talent is mature enough to understand as a fourth grader that, you know, you need to read and do what you're supposed to do every day. Like, I make my sons read. My wife makes my sons read almost every day. I didn't have anybody making me do that at a young age. But it's easier, like, like Coach Kirk said, it's easier to get talent to buy in into reading because it's a little more mature in the fourth grade. You know, so all of those things have to be planned out. You can't just, like, and, 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 and dudes like R.J. Barrett and those guys, like R.J. Barrett is, the, the kid, Trey McGowan, shout out to um, um, Coach Bobby Gowles, Administrator Bobby Gowles, his son just committed to Pitt. We went to college together. Though Trey McGowan reclassed, and he, was, he already reclassed again, so he's reclassed for the second time to graduate with his current class because he just committed to Pitt. But that's because he put the work in, he's grinding. So he was going to be ready no matter what. He's gonna be, but the, the common denominator is work ethic. And calculation, because you can you can reclass all you want, but if you're not putting the work in, you're really wasting time, and you might be wasting money because you got you got to put the grind in. I mean, but that's, I, that's the thing. I, like a lot of okay. a lot of those kids, um, like I said, like your your aspect of it and Micah's aspect of it are, as well as myself is the pros of it the the positive side of it there are those those parents out there who are not on that positive side just like anything and i think that what ends up happening is those kids and here's here's a side of it i think sometimes that that it comes down to i think sometimes those kids have a false sense of success so to speak. Um, I saw cheering and this, that, and the third and all of that. And you're beating a team by 50 who are 13 and 14-year-olds. And you're 15 going on 16. You're supposed to do that. But I saw a lot of missed shots, a lot of BS turnovers. And the only reason you're beating the team by 50 is because you turn the ball over, but you hawk them down and block their shot. You know, I, I, there's a false sense. Like, you could tell there was no home, honing the game or or working at the game. It was like, yo, you're bigger, you're better. Boom, we're going to just blow this team out. We're going to blow every team out we play because we're bigger and, and more athletic, so to speak, than the other team. And the actual skill set was not quite there. Like, if you're telling me you're 15, I'm looking for a 15-year-old's skill set. I'm not looking for the fact that you're blowing out a bunch of 14-year-olds. Or you're working at that skill set. And... I didn't see that. So for me, there are some kids who are, you know, 
who are reclassed and they go and they actually grind. There's a grind to them. Their parents have instilled that work at work ethic in them. Like Josh, I still remember you like at OW watching talent do drills that some of the girls in high school couldn't do because he was conditioned to have this work ethic. That's why he's good at soccer. That shouldn't be a surprise. He, 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 he knows what it's like to be competitive and to work hard at everything he does. Just like he's successful in the classroom. It's like your kids are successful in the classroom. Just like mine are. Just like I believe Micah's own will. Because it is a situation in which we expect our kids to put forth the best effort that they possibly can and put in the work to be successful in every single aspect of their life. Which is the reason why sports was created. To help kids to become successful in every aspect of their life. Yeah, I think, and, it, and that's where most parents get it twisted, though, Coach E. Like, like your instance, you can't cheat Mother Nature or Father Time. You can't cheat either one of those. Yeah. So, hell, if you're 19 in the in the 12th grade, and there's this 16-year-old in 11th grade doing the exact same thing that you're doing, or maybe even at a higher level, they're going to go with the youth, Okay. So, again, you have to be very careful when you say you're going to reclass your kid. Um, we all remember, just, what, what was his name, um, Lenny Cook? Okay. Yeah. We, we all remember that sport. You know, he was a very old high school senior. And then this kid named LeBron James comes around and basically ends his career at an ABCD camp. Okay? So... You have to be very careful because, again, if you're using age as your advantage, ultimately it's going to catch up with you. It has to be well calculated. Um, it has to be well calculated. It has to be backed with proper preparation. If, if those things don't go hand in hand, ultimately, Father Time and Mother Nature is going to catch up with you. It always does. It catches up with some a little. It catches it catches up with some people a little later than others, but ultimately, it's going to catch up with you when you're talking about the element of competition and the element of competing. But there are a lot of pros that goes with reclassing. But I do think, and what, and I don't want you to um, confuse what me and Coach Kurtz were talking about. Um, we were talking about the very, very early element. Yeah. Okay. We were talking about the early element of putting your, setting your kids up early to be successful. Now, like I said, your kids in 11th, 12th grade, and you feel like they can get more and they just behind because they're younger. I understand where you're coming from. But if it's not that with proper preparation and work ethic, you're going to continue to waste your time. Now they're just going to be a year behind academically and still still not getting the looks that you think they're going to be getting because they haven't put the work in over the years to get to that point. I am a strong believer in that. They haven't put, you have to put the work in over the years. But it has to go hand in hand when you're trying to when you're trying to reclass someone because I've seen like the kid Dawkins that the winded up going to Duke early. Okay, he went to Duke, I think, what was he, like 16, 17 when he started at Duke? I think that even though 
he wind up having a solid career because he stayed on four years. But I think he kind of struggled with that because he was so young at a high level of college basketball. But then you take a kid like O.J. Mayo, who's very mature. Southern Kyle has never really been a consistent powerhouse in college basketball. He goes there because he's so mature, he's so skilled. He gets Southern Kyle in the NCAA tournament. And you know, boom, the rest is history. He winds up getting drafted to go to the NBA. He's suspended right now because of the choices he made off the court. But, again, all of that has to be well calculated. But let me ask you guys this question. Um, and, and y'all can, I don't, I don't really care what order y'all a- answer it in. But let, let me ask y'all this question. What is, is it, is it, is it fair to hold parents accountable for knowing when is the right time to actually try to reclass their, their, their kids? Like, if you're talking to a parent that has no idea of reclassing and what it takes, what would you tell them when is the right time to do so? Well, my, my suggestion from the start is start them Start them late. Start them late for sure. I mean, I think that's, I mean, it's the easiest, obviously it's the easiest transition for the kid because we're not even talking about, we haven't even brought up the transition for the kid if the kid's in sixth grade, gone through now seven years of school with his friends, and all of a sudden they're all graduating from sixth grade going to seventh grade, this kid's saying, hey, by the way, I'm staying in sixth grade this year, and my parents had to you know, hold me back. They're reclassing me. That's going to be an awkward transition right there, where they're going to be like, "Hey, did you fail? Why are you? Why, why are you? Why are you not moving up a grade with us?" So, um, I mean, if you're, if all things are equal, for if all things are equal as far as a parent being invested in their kid, a parent doing their absolute best in making their child the best person they can be, um, there is, I don't see a, a, a con at all for starting your kid late. I like uh, you guys, Coach English made a great point, Coach Daly made a great point. Obviously, Father Time's going to catch up with you eventually. If you're a good athlete, you're gonna be you're gonna be a good athlete. If you're just uh, more developed than the kids because you're older than them, it's gonna catch up with you eventually. But so say take that out of the equation. Okay, he was he was a good athlete. He was a better athlete than the majority of his kids. The majority of the kids in his grade for the first for for all the way up until ninth, tenth grade, and then everybody else kept up catch up catched up with him um but all of the other stuff though for being a year older being more mature being more advanced uh mentally being more more advanced as far as being looked up to as a leader all of that stuff is going to be a major benefit for that kid in the long run. And again, for that stuff to grow, for that stuff to blossom, they need 
that child needs great parents in his life to help grow those aspects of him. And if if that parent is not using prioritizing that and not using that as 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 a tool to to really make their child the best possible person they can be, then yeah, reclassifying or starting their kid late doesn't make any sense. But if your goal is to make your, which I truly believe every parent's goal is to make their child be better than them, to make their child be the absolute best person they can be in anything that they do in life, then I, I mean, I think that starting them a year late is going to set them up at an advantage for sure. Well, I mean, I, I agree with all of the points and, you know, um, I think that it's, it's funny when you have a particular perception on things or you have a particular thought or an idea um, about a particular topic and as you talk to people, and this is why you have conversations with people, you know, you don't know what you don't know to you know what you don't know. And... From talking to you and and, and uh, from talking to you, Josh, and talking to you, Micah, you guys have a similar similar thought process as far as either make it early or make it late. You're like like don't in the middle just decide upon yourself. Shoot, my kid needs this competitive advantage, so what I'm going to do at this point is I'm gonna hold this kid back. You know. I'm, that's what I'm gonna do because Michael, you made a good point. No matter what you say, kids like <laughs> you know we all work with them every day. Kids are cruel, and if and if if you're held back and like yo everybody's moving on to the seventh, but you're you're back in six, <laughs> you're gonna get clowned. And some kids are not strong enough mentally to deal with it, and now now then you have a decline in their performance because they might go. Shoot, I, I this ain't what I want because but my parent made this decision for me. And I think that like you said, Josh, be calculated in what you're doing. Um your kids' birthdays are late in the year, which works for them what which is early in the year, but it's it's in a point where they end up being older in their class, which is speaks to the point of Micah. You know, make sure that your kids are a, just an ounce earlier than the other ones so that you can, an ounce older, so that they can benefit from the maturity level, the understanding level, um, 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 the athletic, uh, physical point of things. And the, what, you know, at that point, there's nothing anyone can say because, hey, my child's birthday is this and this is just what I decided to do. Or my child, you know, first off, let me say this. No parent and and nobody can tell a parent what to do with their child. I don't think that's right for anyone to do. Um, but I do feel as though um, parents need to be uh, really knowledgeable about what they're doing. Um, to use a word Josh used, be calculated about what you're doing so that you're putting your child in the best possible decision for themselves because, Michael, like you said, you know, you hold them back now, it's a situation. But, like the two of you said, you start them a little bit later or you calculate when, you know, the baby can be born or whatever so that they can be in that advantageous 
point. Now nobody's looking at them funny. They don't feel any different, <laughs> any different mentally because they're not being uh, uh, jonesed on or 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 picked on because they were left back. It's more of a sense of well, oh shoot, these are the kids I came to school with. We all in the same first grade, second grade, third grade. I just happen to be older. I I just feel like there there's more advantages to doing it the way you guys are talking about than the way a lot of these parents are doing um, because they're doing it just for they're doing it solely and I mean solely for that and when it's done later it ends up I think hurting the child more than helping the child and I think that's when you get into the cons more than the pros um, you know some kids are strong enough to deal with it the majority of them aren't because they're fragile at that age um if you do it a little bit later that works as well so i mean on that that's 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 my take on it i think that my mind was changed a little bit about it um just from the conversation we've had on the show as well as my conversation with cl and a couple other guys um but you know i'm 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 of the opinion that i'm i'm with i'm actually with you guys and i don't like agreeing with you josh but on this you know I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's going to come down to a thing. Like I can't really give you a cookie cutter answer because there is um, no. But I do like I do how you like what you said, Coach English. That um, you got to make sure you're not just don't just do it in the middle. Try to figure out a way to give your kid a competitive edge because work ethic should be your first mindset as far as getting your kid a competitive edge when it comes to competition. Outwork the people that you're competing against. Um, be more efficient um, than the people that you're competing against. That's that's the first step. And when you do those things, you give your child you give your child an opportunity to be successful. Uh, you know, like like tonight, you know, shout out to um Marcel Brown, Rob Rose, Coach Abrams over at um Carlin Rubin, you know all these guys, all these guys work child out. You know, they work Jason out. And, you know, you got you to give your kids the opportunity to be successful. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but at the young age, and we talked about this on the other show, you let, you let your children explore. Because the biggest thing is finding out what your kids are naturally good at. And maybe that's a whole other show right there. You know, you got to find out what your kids do well. You know, because they have a, a God-given talent. They have a gift. It's your job as a parent to find that knack and feed it and give them the opportunity to and nurture that, that, that gift and give them the opportunity to be successful. But that's a whole other show. I'm not going to really get into that. Um, hopefully, this show really helped you guys. Um, we will go ahead and get into our shout-outs and, 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 and thank yous and go from there. I'll, I'll start with my shout out. I want to shout out the Washington Redskins for, for, for making a very, very solid um, draft pick today and, and drafting Deron Ryan from Dickens Attack from Alabama. I mean, we're, we're, we're bad in a lot of spots in D.C., but hopefully that's a good start with you. When you start on the interior, you know, you usually can deal with um, I want to also give a shout out to Lamar Jackson. You know, he has a yes. You know, hold your head, Lamar. You know, everybody gave you a label. 
Everybody said what you can and can't do. Don't worry about that. Stay true to yourself and grind and, and, and keep doing the things that got you to this point and do even more because I, I do think you will be a, a very successful um, NFL quarterback. So don't get caught up in the naysayers, man. Keep grinding. And last but not least, um, another big shout out to all our listeners. We want to apologize for being a week and a half instead of um, the week of show to get it out to you. But like Coach E said, we were busy. All of us were on the road. We want to keep putting this show out to try to help our listeners and hopefully help um, people grow in, in this in this um, ministry of sports, man, and keep going from there. Um, Coach E, what you got, Bubba? Um, Shouts out to all the players playing this weekend. Uh, it's the last weekend of the live period. Well, the first session of the live period. So go out there. Um, uh, uh, play the best ball that you could possibly play. Um, understand this. The college coaches are there to watch you play ball. So just make the right play. That's it. That's all you got to do. You ain't got to score 50. You ain't got to score 40. All the windows you can play the game and make the right play. Um, also, uh, I had uh, one of our sophomores, uh, DeMonte Capart. Shouts out to him. Uh, he's the number one defensive end in the sophomore class. He got offered by Tennessee. Um, so, shouts out to him. Um, that kid is 6'6", 240. And the, the, the boy can flat out ball. Um, shouts out to the, uh, my guys going out in the live period. Uh, Trey Hannibal, uh, AJ Cuffey. Um, Cesar Edwards, go out there and do the best you can. Play as hard as you possibly can, um, and, and everything will work out for itself. Um, once again, Who's Cesar shot, playing with? Who's uh, Cesar, playing Cesar with? is actually playing on the Adidas Gauntlet with uh, the uh, Upward Stars 15s, and um, he's been he, he's been having an amazing, uh, uh, from all accounts, from everything I've heard, he's have he's been having an amazing start. Um, and and we wanted to make sure that uh, he was in a place where he was able to build his confidence and he's been able to do that and be himself and he seems to be enjoying it and uh, uh, I'm very happy for him um, he had some work he had to get done so he could leave school early tomorrow so he had to get to grind that out today but you know he, he's he um, it's good for him you know being where he is he's on the team with Josh Beadle um, and a couple of other kids that are very good. That's a very good 15U team. Um, so he, he's benefiting from it. Um, uh, uh, Trey, as usual, is going out there and doing his thing. Um, shouts out to him. Uh, shouts out to his teammate. Uh, you're one of your guys, DJ. Um, uh, uh, DJ's doing pretty well, shooting the rock pretty well. I uh, want to see him attack a little bit more, but he's shooting the rock really well. Um, and uh, like I said, Daniel Finney. He's out there just balling, man, <laughs> and having a good time. I had an opportunity to stand there. Uh, me and him was watching. We was watching the Wolves game. He was watching his teammate play, um, and I was watching Trey. And we we had a couple of laughs. Uh, really good kid, man, and 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 uh, it's a it's it's always a pleasure to watch him play and even hang around with him and joke with him. So, shouts out to that to hit those kids and um, man, like I said, you know, you, you know, you just keep grinding. And good things happen. Uh, I got to hit the road tomorrow. Headed to the Boo Williams up in Virginia. Um, nice. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be a tough one, but uh, uh, our eighth graders hopefully they can do well. Um, what you got? So my- you're coaching. You're coaching the eighth grade team right now. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Good job. Good job. Good luck. Appreciate it. 
Yeah. Uh, they make you pull your hair out, but you know, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, it's cool in itself, man, and, and you get a chance to enjoy, you know, being around the younger kids and, and, and with a lot less pressure, Josh. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a lot more fun to do yeah, grassroots yeah. basketball than to do uh, what we do on a daily basis at the school. So, um, although we love, although we love what we do, uh, uh, grassroots is always fun for me. The uh, ability to travel, um, hotel stays with the team, and you know, it's actually you know it's a pretty enjoyable experience. Good deal, good deal. What you got, Coach Craig? Yeah, quickly. Yeah, I used that shout out to Mark Jackson. show without LeBron James. Like, I, I honestly no, figured I mean, we were going to get through a show without LeBron the James. Block, the block and then the three-pointers for the game winner. That was a goal 10. That was a goal 10. Why? I didn't see them call it a goal 10. <laughs> yeah, they didn't call it a goal 10. The greatest of all time way to be clutch. <laughs> Man, whatever. Finally, two state champs. Kira Jackson, a.k.a. Jack, Jerry Delgado, a.k.a. J.D., the state champ. Good job, ladies. Good job. Once again, I'm going to see you in the morning, K-Jack. Way to grind, girl. I'm Coach Ingus. Take us home, man. Well, you know what to do. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up at The Staley and English Show. That's The Staley A-N-D English Show at gmail.com. Just like our man did. Uh, I actually sparked this conversation today. Um, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, the Staley and English Show, all underscores. You want to hit us up on Instagram, it's the same. You can catch us on all mediums. Um, if you want to download the podcast, if you want to just listen, whatever you want to do, we are here for you. As always, as always, as always, keep God first. Everything else will follow. Peace. For sure. Yeah, shout out to, to that awesome email. That was a great topic for sure. Author Overton. Thanks to all the listeners. Uh, send us some more topics because I, I enjoyed this one. And one last thing, shout out to our guy, Coach Johnson, girls basketball coach in yeah. '84, and also the girl, also the girls track coach, as he uh, just won the region title with the girls track team. Congrats! So shout, out yeah, shout, out Coach shout out, Coach Jay. Shout out, Coach Jay. Congrats! Oh, For one sure. more thing, one more shout out, uh, Dwayne Cowles of Wayne's World. He sent me an awesome message today talking about um, our podcast. Um, he, he had a couple of personal messages for me um, in the time in which I kind of needed it. And here's the funny thing. like it's, it's funny how when people say things when they don't know that you need it and it just comes through. And, and it really spoke to me. But one of the things he mentioned was our podcast and how the guys on our podcast um, always bring it, always do things. Um, so if you get an opportunity to search Wayne's World, um, he's a great young kid who's out here trying to get his hustle on, doing videos and, and little documentaries. Very, very talented. 
and I just want to take a second to give him a shout out because he, he definitely gave us um, a great, great message. I was trying to figure out how to download it, but I don't know how to figure it out to actually put it on the show. So, um, shout out to Dwayne no, Cowles, sure. aka Wayne's sure. I've, I've seen some of his videos. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah you know, he does great work. So, if anybody looking to get somebody to do a documentary or something, yeah. y'all need to hit him up because he does, he does exceptional work. Exceptional. Yeah. So, like we said, man, keep God first. Everything else will follow. Peace out. Peace out.